following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Eat, Sleep, List. Your home for list making here at the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Dan Torres. I am one of the hosts of Eat, Sleep, List. Alongside me, afar but near to my heart, as always, is my good friend, Matt Johnson, the creator and brainchild of the show. Matt, how's it going, brother? It's great to see you. It is great to see you, my friend. Yeah, back-to-back Zoom weeks. Back-to-back Zoom weeks. Zoom's got to be the popular uh, medium of, of communication. Uh, as we are both uh, busy, busy dudes. But uh, regardless, I'm just excited to get to talk with you as always. I know uh, we start off every episode, listeners, uh, just buttering each other up. And uh, and I'm just, Prince, you get away from there, dude. What are you doing? You're going to knock over mom's crystals. She's going to blame me. That's the first pet interference we have. That's the one thing. That's the one Zoom thing. Well, I guess in the studio, depending on who we have in studio, it kind of happens too. But that's the one Zoom thing is my cats are constantly making appearances on camera and Prince is always wreaking some kind of havoc on the other side of yours. He's I mean, he's gone to the bathroom numerous times during these 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 episodes and and I just it's been an experience, but yes, yeah. uh, that is a first for Prince in, in quite some time. Um, <laughs> hey, I I do want to mention before we get started. So I listened to your episode on Goat Games, uh, where you guys did the Resident Evil. Yes, yes, uh, it, uh, which was fantastic. It was Thank a great you. episode. You guys did so well analyzing that. Um, but your words about eat, sleep list on there made me really, really happy and made my heart really, really full. And I know we've been doing this together for a while now, but just hearing there's something about not only hearing the passion that you have for the show again and how much you love doing it, but the feedback we get from people about how much they like listening to the list and making the list with us every week makes me really, really happy. I love the fact that so many people respond so well to this. that That's my favorite thing. I actually, it, it, we recorded it so long ago, I, I partially forgot. Um, <laughs> I partially forgot what I said, but um, it's true though. Like that's the one show I get the most compliments about is, is this one right here. And like, and it's cool too. Cause it's not like, you know, occasionally, you know, we get, you know, a, a random person that, you know, I haven't spoken to is, you know, that'll, that'll mention something. Um, but it's like it's like our closest friends, which is even cooler. You know what I mean? Like it's it's really neat that our closest friends who uh, something that can sometimes be taken for granted, like super close friends, like will like listen to our stuff and like listen to our words and hang on them and then talk to them, you know, talk to them about us. I love it when I'm in a group chat, my buddy and Brian, he'll reference something I said or some kind of theme that we do on Eat Sleep List. Mm-hmm. or our connection with crafting and drafting. Um, you know, we borrow ideas off of each other. And I mean, I, 
if I stopped every single one of my podcasts or, or it, the one I would absolutely save is this one. If I like, if I was like, okay, I got to cut a bunch out. This would probably be the one that I'd save in a heartbeat because it's, it's, I, I really do love it. I really do love it. I wish I, I pushed the social media more sometimes, but I'm happy where I'm at right now with that. But it just, just doing it. I don't care if one person or 1000 or a hundred thousand people listen to us. I, I, I really do love doing this because it's, it, it means a lot to me. It means a lot. This is like, this is good, wholesome conversation that you can have with anybody, but it means more when you do it with, with, with special people. So, yeah, I agree. And, uh, it, like you said, it, it, this is one of the things, if I had to give up a lot of projects, this is the one thing I would keep going. I mean, Yao is different for me because, you know, my brother's on it with me now, and that was my first podcast ever. So I'm going to keep that going as long as I possibly can. Of course, but there's something so different that I love about this and that connects people so well. So I just wanted to start that off and uh, and just acknowledge we have a really fun, good thing going. And I appreciate you bringing me on for it. Oh, dude, of course. So, you know, you did. You did save the damn show. And uh, and and yeah, this is uh, best outlet because you can legit talk to anybody about it. And there's no uh, it's not like, yeah, any anybody can participate if they want to. So, yeah. Exactly. So that leads us to our topic today that people can talk about. This is another theme uh, based on wrestling, which is something that my uh, Matt and myself have discussed in the past, but I love doing these ones with you. And this is going to be a really fun one today that we're going to laugh a lot about. If you've clicked on this episode, you already know we're going over our top 10 worst wrestling themes, entrance themes of all time. And let me just preface this by saying a good entrance theme can make or break a wrestler, right? We all know that there are iconic ones that everybody can relate to. John Cena's My Time Is Now, The Undertaker's Gone, going, uh, going off places is iconic for so many reasons. Uh, you hear, you know, I'm a UFC guy and all the time people uh, walk out to the rocks, most electrifying man in sports entertainment. Yeah. Like that's just that. If you smell what the rock is cooking, always had people fired up right away. Um, but man, if WWE didn't care about your gimmick or another wrestling company really didn't care about your gimmick, it showed sometimes with your theme. And sometimes people were just Dead in the water the moment they started. Uh, I, Matt, I'm sure it was easy to pull up a million examples of these for this list. It 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 was, and then I I started listening to them, and I had to stop. I had to like, I had to come up with my own criteria, uh, like in a sense, I had to come up with my own criteria. And what I mean by that is, you know, some songs are so bad they're good. Right. We do. We discussed that a lot that some things are just so awful that they're great. Like the Mountie theme. I, mm-hmm. I you know what I mean? That's that's one. There's there's plenty of other ones. Uh, so the one uh, my guideline, my discipline for picking these ones out is either these were established characters. That just. Either they had a really good song previously and they just jumped to something that was garbage or this was like their first or, or 
or they're you know or i would ignore something like what their later themes are really really good like like mm-hmm. john cena's one where his two that's that were after you know uh he had uh basic thugonomics and uh my time is now were great but his first two were not great because of his standing in the in the pecking order so i ignored some of those um yeah there's a couple that i was like uh i was really just looking for the right ones i have one that's a character that i forgot existed and it's awful so uh it's i heard it for the first time today while just trying to refresh my memory and it was the biggest it's pretty bad so um so yeah, so I, I this is so much fun. We have yet to do a best wrestler or our favorites uh wrestling theme list yet. So um that's something I'd love to do. Maybe see if Kevin or Randy or or, or somebody mm-hmm. wants to be on for that one. I think it'd be great. Especially I mean, either or I'd be happy with, but Kevin obviously with the music connection, I'd love to do that. And um, that's exactly why I held off on doing the best ones for right now, because I would like that too. We have such good connections to the wrestling world that I would love to get professional wrestlers we know on this show to to really have their input too, because I think some really, really great conversation could come from that. Yeah, and I wanted to, I think there are some really fun stories that can be associated with good themes. Uh, this is one that I wouldn't put on this, but when I was running at the, at the beginning of the pandemic where there was like no gyms, no nothing to do. I got stir crazy and I always hated running and I wanted to learn how to run more. So I, so I started doing that. Um, and it was a nice use of my free time, but it was hard. And the one day I was in the middle of a really hard run. It was a hot day. And I was like, I'm gassing. And I just had music randomly playing and metalingus by alter bridge popped up which is edges theme and immediately i was like burst of adrenaline i need to keep going and i like it helped me push through the rest of the run because some of them have that impact and even like some of those return moments in the past that you see they're so good it's because that theme hits and immediately the crowd knows who it 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 defines your character and but as established a bad one can turn you off immediately from everything. Yes. So, and I, and I, and I feel like we're going to have a, like a lot of honorable mentions to go through once we get to our number ones and things like that. But I'm really excited to see what some of your opinions are on these. So without further ado, Matt, are you ready? Yeah. Let's make a list. Let's make a list. Our top 10 worst wrestling themes of all time matt kick us off with your number 10 <laughs> oh boy okay i'm gonna go with probably the lowest hanging fruit on here uh i'm gonna go with uh right to censor the annoying like alarm noise and uh yeah this one is probably one of the most common ones every list that i looked up as like a reference or something to help guide me was um was this was a top three and a lot of lists top five and most and for many it was the the worst wrestling theme of all time uh for those who don't remember right to censor i believe they were out around 2000 to 2001 maybe maybe around that uh, time about there because ivory wrestled china at wrestlemania 17 yes i believe so, yeah. or x7 whichever you did define it as because <laughs> wrestling people go back and forth about it all the time but yes um she beat her for the title then so it must have been around 2000 2001 
Yeah, it was it was Ivory, Stephen Richards, uh, the Good Father, and uh, Valvinus, I believe, was the other one. Yep. In it. Yep, and yep. um yeah it was uh it was uh it's bad it's bad it's it's awful like i i tried like i legit try to find some type of enjoyment out of a lot of these themes there's literally it's no music there's no music it's ter- it's it's awful it is the worst wrestling theme of all time i want to believe that they did it intentionally to be annoying but it was not like the good, like annoying heat. It was go away heat. Like it wasn't like heat. It was go away and get the like, hell off. We don't want to see yes. you. We don't want to see you type of stuff. Um, yeah, it, it's it's a bad one. It's iconically bad as far as uh, certain themes go. It And I think part of it too, I won't get into it too much because I have this on my list in a little bit, but it, part of it too is just like, I don't know if it was because they were on like it just the whole ambiance of everything was just such a turn off as soon as they came out every time, every single time. And I wasn't like watching it fluently in that era, but I I, I am aware I was aware of, uh, you know, that theme. I played Smackdown. Just bring it was like my first wrestling game back, like in getting back into wrestling. And. um, Yeah, dude, not good, not good. That's my number 10 is right to censor. Love it. Um, my number 10, I'm going to put what I feel is kind of the most enjoyable out of the worst of these here. And I'm going to put our uh, truths. What's up rap <gasps> that especially. So I know this is a controversial one. This is a very controversial one, but by the time I saw it for like the third time, it fair. I was like, this needs to die. The first time, so cool. Like, what a great concept. He has the mic in his hand. He's rapping his own theme on the way out. But then it lost its luster so quickly. Didn't change it up anytime. Didn't do it. It was such like a corny gimmick after a while. And then when the song played when he wasn't rapping it and he just ran out to it. You realized that the recording of the song itself is just really bad too. It's just, he rhymes what's up with what's up like a million times. In it, and then this and that and at those are his rhyme schemes through the whole thing. This is where this is how do you utilize that rap gimmick entrance the best, which is Max Caster right now. Oh my and god! Every yeah. time he comes out, it's the best. the The acclaimed is like when whenever that theme hits, and it's just like those two bars, like it's the chorus, and then he comes out with something original every single time. I love that. In fact. They came out in Buffalo when I saw AEW and they their theme hit and like everybody like stood up like oh they're gonna they're gonna roast us here it comes and Swerve in Swerve Strickland interrupted their entrance and I think that got the most heat of the night because everybody was so pissed that they were robbed of the Max Caster like entrance. 
our truth generic like same thing over and over again the most exciting thing happened after the time he debuted it was when some guy stole it from the mic from him in europe and ran off with it. <laughs> well um, i guess man i thought i really thought when you said our truth i thought you're gonna go with the silent one the the silent theme or or he just walks out and there's no music playing oh yeah i really thought that's what you were going for so i am surprised but i completely understand because now that you mentioned it like after watching him on tv for a year it's like oh okay uh right i so i get it i completely get it i did like because he was k quick too right like he was k quick back in the day mm-hmm. i did like the k quick theme even though that was a very short-lived gimmick get rowdy. yeah i did too i i agree with that i like the get rowdy theme it was very very good um yeah i think it that's why it's so low on the list though is because i i liked it but it just it definitely lost the luster after the first few times yeah Um, yeah, that's why i found a spot on my list so what's up by our truth landed in my number 10 very good very good all Um, right number nine let's see okay my number nine i'm going to go with uh i'm gonna go with big daddy v's theme song Good. All right. Uh, Viscera was like was cool. He did the pajamas. He had a really nice just just a, a fun like song. You know, world's largest love machine. Viscera. You know, I mean, I'm not gonna try and make this song out of my mouth. I'm terrible at it, but um, I wish we could play it. But it would this episode would probably get yanked down. Um, but Big Daddy V's music, it was like, oh, call it all cars, call it all cars. Just the, just the, just, it was like walking out to nothing. And it was, it was just this big dude. And his theme song did not inspire, uh, any, like any, like just ferocity, like just, just being scared, like none of that, not a single bit of it. So, uh, I'm gonna go with Big Daddy V. He did de- he debuted this in ECW, the the WWE ECW program, and uh, wasn't a great run. Wasn't a great run. So, um, so yeah, so that would be uh, that would be my number nine. First memory I ever have of seeing Viscera was the coolest thing ever, and I thought they could have capitalized on him so well from that moment on, and it was. A SmackDown that JBL called out The Undertaker because they were feuding at the time. Yeah. And he lured him out. And uh, when he when he thought that uh, when Undertaker thought he had him, Orlando Jordan ran out, was attacking him, and Gangrel started attacking him. Yeah. And then Viscera came in and started. So it was like a cool thing where he hired them to like take him out. And I thought that was a really really cool thing as a new wrestling fan but then he never they you never used the size well no and, and oh, i was dude i was so hyped I'm, I'm glad you brought that up i had that taped that show taped because it was the five-year anniversary show and i knew i wasn't going to be available and yeah the uh, oh that was b- the week before the yeah the week after was the five was the five-year um yeah. anniversary yeah. And, and that was the first time you got to see the gangrel entrance theme and stuff which um is a good one but yeah they just I don't know. Viscera just never, ever hit. Like, no matter what gimmicks he, he had, great, you know, from what I understand, a very kind dude. But, you know, when he was King Mabel and Mabel and Viscera, he just, like, this dude's big. He's, like, he should be murdering dudes. And 
I I really don't remember a Viscera moment like or a, a Big Daddy V moment. I mean, King Mabel won the King of the Ring, but you like you know what I mean? Like he, he's I, I don't know. I, I just it never did it for me. And Big Daddy V was like his last big effort. It just I there was something about the the no, nah, I'm not gonna insult his weight, but it just it just didn't work. None of it worked for me. So uh Big Daddy yeah, Big Daddy V. Go listen to it if you haven't if you haven't already, listeners. It's uh it's uh it's not great. Yeah, it's bad. Um speaking of bad, my number nine, this one I just personally cannot stand, even though it did its job for exactly what it was supposed to do. Kenny, Johnny, Mitch, Nikki, Mikey, and we are the Spirit Squad. A group oh. <laughs> of five male cheerleaders employed by Vince McMahon to take out D-Generation X and Ric Flair and Roddy Piper for whatever. Or no, they dropped the belts to them, didn't they? Something ridiculous like that. I th- oh. There was some weird thing where they had the tag belts and lost them. Man. This theme sucked. It was just so bad. That was that was the only lyric in it. And then it sounded like just a regular pomp and stance at some freaking local community college you would hear. And they would come out and they'd be all hyper and dancing around doing their stupid over-the-top gimmick and then would proceed to get obliterated by either Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and or both. Yeah. Every single week that they existed, they were battered down so bad that they literally in their last segment got pushed off screen in a container that said OVW on yeah. the side of it. Sent to OVW. <laughs> Sent to OVW. They were literally pushed back to developmental to get a new gimmick. Man, it just every time that theme came on, it just pissed me off <laughs> so bad. It was so generic and so stupid. It just felt like no thought was put into it whatsoever. And I get it. I get it's exactly what it's supposed to be, but it, but it it didn't do it, and it was bad. So number nine for me is the Spirit Squad's theme. That's a very fair choice. Very fair choice. Yeah, they were like they were interesting. I when they won the tag team titles the night after WrestleMania twenty two. I was uh I was very that's very what it impressed. was. Yeah. So so they beat they beat uh Big Show and Big Kane. Show and Kane for it. And then they lost to Roddy Piper and Ric Flair later on that year. That's correct. Yeah. Oh, and, that's yeah, embarrassing. Getting buried by the legends department. Oh my god. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I mean only obviously Ziggler was like the biggest star out of all of them, but Kenny Dykstra had a good run for a little while. Um really interesting and other than that they all just kind of i think they all disappeared yeah the the other three just kind of disappeared so um i could be forgetting something but yeah we were just I like don't, what the yeah. heck? what is this what is this i don't think any of them had like successful careers or successful runs after that but yeah i'd be very I curious i uh, mike and kenny worked uh a tag team together in MLW from what I'm looking at now, which oh, is cool. So is they reunited neat. on the Indies, which is cool. So eh, I guess it all worked out for them. So I guess they've had successful careers. How can you not? If typically, if you're a good wrestler on the independent scene, you could make yourself work for as long as possible. Yes. Uh, and obviously milk, if you milk out the spirit squad gimmick, like people will still like, they'll pop for that. They'll, they'll be excited to see that. Um, 
at a local indie show. It, you see it every literally nowadays. Every indie show that's doing that's anything has a special star, and they honestly the worse the worse the gimmick, the better it is. Yes, uh, it's it, seriously it's it's like that. So, um, so very good. I definitely ex- I, I I didn't select that one. That'd probably be an honorable mention on my end. But I half ex- I, I half expected it. Um, yeah, I half expected it to be uh, somewhere on here. So I'm glad you mentioned it. I'm glad you mentioned yeah. it. Brought some uh, brought up some interesting memories. Interesting memories. Yeah. Interesting, interesting era of wrestling. All right, on to our number eight, Matt. Uh, your number eight. Okay. Uh, this one I just heard today. You know what? No, no, no. I'm not going to go with that one. I'm going to save that one. Uh, this one, I was reliving some old attitude era stuff and, uh, and the song kept popping up this song just kept popping up and I was like, Oh, I remember this song being good. And it wasn't the song that I thought it was. The group's name is X factor. All right. And then, but I remember the original iteration. Hey, yo, you dealing with the X factor. Like that was cool. That was really cool. For some reason, and I think this was after that cool version. They they <laughs> slapped. Hey, you you dealing with an X X factor? They slapped it on a fucking Uncle Cracker <laughs> song. I gotta get it right now. I gotta get it back. Oh, so, uh, so so bad. This bad. is on my list too. I'm actually. I'll put this in this spot so we you can sure. Talk about okay. It. Yes, absolutely. Because this is. I think this is a good spot for this one. On uh, quite honestly, yes. it awful. Like who I thought ever, of that? The first time I heard that song, I thought it was like a parody of something, like a fan made thing yes. that somebody did. Because it's so bad that it feels like that. It feels like somebody made it in GarageBand and you <laughs> downloaded it on LimeWire for like it felt like that era of a song, and it just it, the the tag in the beginning makes no sense with what follows after <laughs> i dude you it's it's so good it's so good because in your mind the the regular song is coming after it and then it just oh it just drops like it just the whole just pace of the song just drops it was probably like the first time i heard test second theme it was like test you know, he does the whole intro and then it just doom, 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 which I yeah. liked that, though. I didn't hate that. This I absolutely hated. And I loved Uncle Cracker growing up. All right. Uh, he, it, it was he was cool for a little bit in the early 2000s. Uh, but this still thing, is kind of cool. He still is kind of cool. I haven't heard any new, new music in a while, but I still, you know, have no qualms. But I'm just like, Jesus, man, like what? What way to take me out of an entrance theme? Like way to take me completely out of the zone. I just that stuff that that stuff will kill. And I think X Factor was didn't last too much long. I don't even know how long that specific song lasted, but um, uh, you know, as a main entrance. But that was just terrible. That was just terrible. So. <laughs> yes. They use that on Botchamania all the time on like things to. Where it'll be like, no, no, don't put it on, and and that song pops up as 
like something that's like causing people pain or it's freaking hilarious. Oh, so bad. Pretty I awful. got everything I want and I'm going to get there. Back. I'm going to play it out loud when I, when we we're done with this episode <laughs> or maybe I'll, maybe I'll, maybe I'll start like adding something to the intros or, or outros. Maybe probably the outros. Maybe I'll yeah, start adding. something like that. we used to do. Like, I, I might bring this back, but I used to have like, a, like when I was treating this like a, like a road trip, like song, like I used to have just really nice, like royalty free music. And I'm I'm like debating bringing it back. We'll Just see. debating it. So we'll see. It's a lot of work. Let's see. It was a nice touch. Nice touch. We'll see. But yeah, this, this song is terrible. This song. Is yeah. Terrible. So that's our number eight. So we move on from there to our number seven, Matt. All right. My number seven. I'm going to go with. Uh, God, I I liked this song for a minute. Like this song very briefly, and then I was like, this is terrible. And it ruined this guy's singles push. Um, I was a I was a kind of like a big like loud resistance fan back in the day. <laughs> like I didn't hate them. I liked their music. I liked, you know, their their trio, tag team champs, the whole French thing. Uh, it was pretty cool. And uh one of these guys went over to SmackDown and, and did some cool things. Uh, frequent challenger for the tag team titles and the U.S. championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one, he his theme wasn't the greatest, but he had an interesting gimmick. But the other one, he stayed on Raw. And he came out to a song called Just Look at Me. Look at me. And it was, it was bad. Really, really cool finishing move. Really cool finishing move. Uh, but yeah, this is Rob Conway's uh, Just Look at Me. Uh, <laughs> dude, dude, slow piano. Over the theme. terrible piano. Ain't I inside to see? You know, <laughs> and this dude had a great look, a great look. And it just, it was one of those things that's just, it ain't going to last. It's not going to last. I think he was in one, one game with the theme song. And uh, I just love doing his finisher so much. Like that was SmackDown versus Raw 2006. It was, the, it, was, it was the second SmackDown versus Raw game. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, that is uh, that is that one again. Great look. It just it, it just didn't it just didn't work out. Just didn't work out, and he didn't last on TV much longer after that. So, yeah. I uh, I'm resisting because I will have things to say about this one as well. I see. Um, <laughs> um, my number seven that I'm going to put here, I'll circle back to one we already talked about too. I'm going to put right to censor at number seven. <laughs> this was, man, what a terrible theme that was. It I didn't even realize until I was going back through some of them and doing my research that there was actual music under the sirens. The sirens drowned out the actual music that's under it so much that it's impossible to even hear it. Who was playing with the levels when they were mixing uh, that? What kind of stupid thing would you possibly do? To, it, it just doesn't... Why would you put the most annoying sound on the planet as a theme song for a group of wrestlers you're trying to get over why immediately turn your audience off from even wanting to be around them for their entrance? 
It's a stupid, horrible move. And it's an, it's not a wonder that right to censor didn't last at all because it, it, it was just terrible. It was awful. It's so bad. Every time I watch old episodes of something and one of them comes out and that theme comes on out of nowhere, like I'm not expecting it. I'm like, ah, like my TV is always super loud. I'm always startled. Half the time it's like 11 o'clock at night and I'm falling asleep too. It's, it's, it's the worst. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to put right to censor at my number seven. Yeah. It's uh, oh, so bad. So bad. And I would have put it up higher. I, w- I would have put it up higher, but it's just, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. I'm sure there's some butthole out there who like loves it. Like thinks this is the greatest thing of all time. Like it's an expert troll song. Somewhere. There's always people like that, you know, but yeah, I can't get into it. You know, I, I drove Stevie Richards to the airport one time or it was hotel, excuse me, after a show in Buffalo. And I regret to this day not asking him more about that. Yeah, that I mean, I'm sure cool he's talked thing. about it a lot. But also, it's just like, man, I I could have had that like one on one moment. Yeah. Steve yeah, is a great that, guy, though. Steve Richards is a great dude. Great dude. Power bound the crap out of Kevin. I is love he? that story. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, one of his first he, shows, right? He he uh he told that story. I think he briefly told a version on my podcast. I, think I can't he, remember, yeah. but yes, his first his one of his first tag team matches, he was 16 and he wrestled in uh New Jersey and uh him and Danny Danger wrestled the team of Nunzio and Stevie Richards. That's right. And he worked on like one of the stiffest rings he'd ever worked on in his life for that match. And he was just, I'll never forget him walking in a gym class that, that next Monday. He was stiff as a board. So sore. Stevie powerbombed the crap out of him that day. Oh, poor kid. That that rascal. That <laughs> well, it's the best. My My favorite part of that whole thing is Kevin talks about how he went in the bathroom and started crying afterwards. He's cl- crying in the locker room and everybody's like, are you hurt? What's going on? He's like, no, I, I used to play as that guy on no WWE, no mercy on my uh, N64 or whatever. So he just had that moment as a 16 year old of holy crap. Like, Oh, this guy just beat this, the shit out of me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's so, so cool. cool though. Yeah. Kevin it is fun to watch. Kevin kind of live this whole journey. Just, Me too. Yeah, I, I I love I love what he's on, and I'm so proud of that man. Um, you and me both. Uh, okay, we are on number six for our themes, Matt. All right, number six. I will select. This is the one that I heard today for the first time. Now I remember hearing about this wrestler, um, a couple years ago, pop up. She had cool pants. And then I like, I never listened to the theme. And then I, you know, just, I, I was scrolling through and I listened to this theme and it just, it sounded, I mean, obviously this is supposed to be like some kind of joke, but it's just like this, this, this beat. And then just somebody yelling, say, or saying blue pants, blue pants. And I'm like, this is terrible. And I haven't heard of said wrestler in quite some time, but um, blue pants is really bad. 
really bad. It's it's like a number one level bad, but I have a little bit more personal attachment to some of the ones I got higher up. <laughs> it's awful. I also heard this today for the first time while I was doing some last minute research. I can't believe it's a real thing. Oh, it's it's real. It's true. It's damn true. Yeah, it's 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 so bad. So bad. Yeah, had I actually known that was a thing prior to today, I probably would have put it on. But I had, because it was just today, I was like, eh, because I don't really have too much familiarity, I feel like I could let this one slide for now. But it's <laughs> bad. It's like, who would possibly, what message are you trying to send with this? Blue Pants. That's I'm trying message. to think of like a, a, comparison, a comparative song. Like, I feel like I've heard... It's almost like the the tequila song, but not as fun. Yeah, not You know, but it's not like that. Like it's like blue pants, stupid. Yeah, it's so it's so awful. Um, very good, Matt. Um, I'm gonna put Rob Conway's at my number six as well. Man, this was such an awful, awful, awful piece of crap theme. I can't believe so. La Resistance was actually a very good stable between Sylvain, Rene Dupree, and Rob Conway. They all brought something really interesting to uh, the French wrestling scene, which you don't see a, a ton of uh, people coming out with like French or French Canadian lineage. And when they broke them up, it was like uh, you kind of knew it was the beginning of the end. Dupree did well. Um, he. Uh, ended up winning the tag team championships with Kenzo Suzuki at least once. And then he worked in ECW a little bit afterwards. Um, Sylvan ended up like just becoming kind of like a gimmick worker here and there. And then Rob just kind of worked on heat and had that theme. And it was terrible. And like, what were they trying to do? The, the audience was asleep as soon as they put that on. For him to come out. The piano was so boring. I used to skip his theme no matter what in SmackDown versus Raw. Like if I had just like hit random and he came on, I'm like, not watching your theme ever. Like yeah. some of them I never watched his with one. I'm like, no. <laughs> uh yeah, it was man, it was a bad one. It was it, that was sending someone right to it, gimmick hell with that song. It was Really terrible. Um, not a top five terrible for me, but terrible enough to make this list. Uh, and it's going to find a nice cozy spot at number six. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and we have to acknowledge, too, we have to acknowledge, too, that there are a lot of bad wrestling themes out there. Like, I could have had a field day with TNA. Yep. Like I, there's a lot of bad TNA themes. AEW, I, it's just AEW like doesn't hit, like, and obviously there's a there's a lot of indie wrestling themes that just not great. Not great. So um but yeah, these are it, that's certainly belonging, which makes me sad because I had such high high hopes for for Rob. You know what it is total total side note, but you know what indie entrance I always love? And this was like a personal favorite of mine, which uh, 
just like it, it kind of comes from the era I was training in ESW. But whenever Gabe Saint came out to Diamondize by the Deftones, yep. I freaking loved his entrance. I loved, I love, I loved their entrance. Uh, it, it, they, it, man, such an intimidating song to come out to, and and that set the theme for what people should feel when they saw Gabe come to the ring. Excellent. Yeah, that was that was top notch a lot of a lot of really 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 good uh good choices you know that i've heard over the years my my music collection my music knowledge for a very very long time stemmed from people's indie wrestling themes yeah um, you know peacock by katie perry and <laughs> um i used to love like bugging kevin kevin used to make you know all not all, but a lot of the ESW themes. And I used to just reach out and be like, Hey, can you send me a link? And he always would always would. So, um, yeah, all the, you, all the old UIW and ETTW stuff like that, that shapes ever all the music I listen yeah. to for the most part. And then we'd be like training in the yard and Kevin would have 50 cent on and stuff like that. And that's where the other half came from with that. Um, yeah, good times. <clears throat> but, this is why I'm glad we do lists like this because it brings us like we find the joyful pockets of these moments within these. And it's it's really nice. Um, so let's continue that with our top five for this list. Matt, lead us off with your number five, my friend. Okay, my number five, I'm going to put and this one's probably is the most disappointing one. Um I loved Wade Barrett. I loved Wade Barrett back in the day when this the whole Nexus NXT run. I like this is so unique. This is so different, and they had the some of the the best themes. You know, I walk uh, walk alone to the unknown, and uh, we are one. We you know like that mm-hmm. one uh, end of days, which was a really neat one, and then yes. that last that bad news Barrett one was do 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 no do do you know that was. So good, so good. But he had one in like 2010, 2011 that just actually, no, I'm sorry. It was, I think it was 2012 because it was on 2K13 that I just, it, it didn't work. It, it didn't work. It, it wasn't a wrestler's entrance theme at all. It was just, it was menu music. It was on the menu, like it was on the game menu. And that's where it should have stayed and never been his theme song. But it's called, I don't, I don't care what you think of me. Uh, I think that's the name of it. Um, it's yeah. Like this. I w- again, I wish I can. I-, I wish I could play it, you know, on this thing, but don't care what you think of me. Like it, it was just, it, it just, it didn't fit. It sound, it was like, I don't know. It was like a bad, good Charlotte song or something. I, I don't know. Like, I feel like I heard it on the radio when I was like 10 years old. Like it was just not great. So, mm-hmm. um, very disappointed for a guy who's had uh, four or five really, really good entrance themes, or at least at least three really good and one mediocre. Um, this one was was just embarrassing. So I uh, don't know how long it lasted, but this is not like peak bad news Barrett at all. Um, and I think he went away for a while after this one hit, and then he became actual bad news Barrett. So mm-hmm. this, with his uh, his roaring elbow, I believe is what he called it, or the the bull hammer, the bull hammer. So, yeah. So that is my number five. 
Oh man. Yeah, that was, I love Wade. I love a lot of stuff Wade does and has done in the past, but that real, that theme definitely set him back a is lot. He, is he doing commentary now that I see that? Is he doing? Yes. Count- he is. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. He, they he they utilize him well. Good. Mm-hmm. I was sad when they released him, but I'm glad they found, uh, I'm glad they found some way to, to, to give him, to bring him back and, and, and keep him around. But he was like that bad news Barrett era when, when he started doing that was, he he for me he defined the raw after WrestleMania pop. Yeah. At, at least I think so. But ah, so good. Yeah. Such a good era. Um, yeah, really great inclusion on your list. Thank you. Buddy. Um for my number five, let me take you back. Turn back the hands of time. That's when I discovered cool. I'm referring to the of course immortal best tag team ever from the 2000s deuce and domino oh. do you remember these assholes oh my god these two came out in 50s garb wearing leather jackets and jeans with like toothpicks in their mouths coming out to this knockoff freaking grease duo music that they had awful so bad immediately when they came out i was like oh i have to deal with these stupid idiots again so this was this may be one of like my worst tag teams of all time i don't even know why they just pissed me the off so bad the only good thing they ever contributed to their wwe was the fact that maurice was introduced through them to the company wait was she wait hold on who was there she? was so they had Cherry originally, yes. and then Cherry was like not working for them anymore. So they replaced Cherry with Maurice. Ah, I see. Yes. Okay. So that was Maurice's intro into the WWE. It was through that. Yeah, this was like the dark area of of like WWE. Like there, there's probably like a good three year stretch between like. 06 and 09 which is like very forgettable and i lost i i re-lost my diehard like status with it i still watched it but also i'm just like ah oh, this is not what it used to be like it 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 it, it was a big 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 change this is when it really became the pg era and you know deuce domino were tag, tag team this is one of the ones that were so bad that it, it's good in my book so i couldn't put it on this list as like a worst um, because it's it can still be a little bit of a bop, in my opinion. In my opinion, let me bit. take you back, turn back the hands of time. <laughs> it's so, it's so like, what are they doing? And but when you look at like the actual lyrics, you're just like, oh my lord, this <laughs> this is just bad. You can tell somebody like just AI generated a terrible like crooner <laughs> yeah. song. I get it. No, I completely got it. But yeah, they, uh, they they had a habit. SmackDown had a habit of bringing in a new tag team, putting the tag team belts on them for a couple months. They drop it and then they just split up and are, are never seen again. And it was a, it was a very consistent and obvious um, booking strategy that just it wasn't doing it for me. Wasn't doing yeah. it for me at all. Yeah, I it was it was pretty rough. But I mean. You know, it is what it is. The The thing that I think upset me most about 
that them and that tag team at that time was they took the belts from Kendrick and London, who were like the one of the few actual good things going. And I was like, okay, you're going to be the ones to take it from them. Like it just it kind of made the whole thing feel so meaningless yeah because they had like a year and some change run right like a 400 something day a great run. 30 day run i used to love london kendrick that's <laughs> a great too. that was a great tag team great tag team. yeah very underrated oh, we can do good. that's another list topic in the future too is underrated tag teams we could do yeah there's we haven't as as long as we've been doing the show i have not we have not done a whole lot of wrestling like we've done okay there's a lot of easy wrestling list that we have not done yet i've done best belts worst belts wrestlemania matches you and i did one within the last year aside we did um our like favorite the matches underrated matches matches. yeah underrated matches i haven't done finishing moves i haven't done best themes i haven't done tag teams i haven't even done a favorite wrestlers one yeah we gotta call we're we gotta cover all of that we really do we will we we certainly will now that we're, I think now that we're in comfortable places discussing topics like that, that again, and we have a good person to talk about it with, um, I think that that definitely makes a difference. Yeah. Oh, it, it certainly helps. It certainly helps. Yeah. Great okay. number five, dude. Thank you, sir. Our number four. All right. Number four, I'm going to put uh, biscuits and gravy. <laughs> Jesse and Festus. Oh my lord! I can't believe I bought it. I used to buy all the WWE albums, music albums from like oh three to like oh eight oh nine. Whenever this one came out and it was on there, I'm like, nope, never again, never again. It was like I I, I thought their tag team was interesting. I thought their tag team was really interesting, but hindsight being 2020, what a waste of Luke Gallows. Yeah. Like, so bad. The bell ringing thing was kind of cool. It was kind of cool. I don't know what they did with Jesse. I think they made him a rapper for a little bit, like Slam Master Jay. He was Jay. Slam Master Jay. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. But it was, it, again, it was one of them very forgettable tag teams. And then... um but it was just like biscuits and gravy. And I don't even remember the other words for it. Cause that's the only, it's the first like thing that comes up. I'm like, you couldn't have done better than that. Like I get it. There's Southern, you know, that's the, they're going for the Southern, you know, good old boy kind of uh, identity here, but biscuits and gravy just ain't sitting with me. I'm sorry. I, it's a song like Jim Johnston. Like you're, you had a legendary career legendary career but uh his misses are real bad that was that one sailed that was a terrible miss yeah it was it was awful really interesting tag team probably not pc in today's standards right i mean festus definitely kind of oh who the heck was it oh I'm trying to think of the book. It's a book. I'm going to tend to rabbits, George. Uh, oh, um, Lenny. Lenny Smalls. Lenny. And, uh, Mice and Men. Mice and Men. He gave me those kind of vibes. Yeah, he definitely did. Uh, a great moment they had that I'll never forget was when they were feuding with Miz and Morrison. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? But they, it, Morrison stole the timekeeper's bell and he's hitting it. And, and Festus is transforming and uh, uh, Miz is doing it next to him. And then they're hitting it again and he stopped. It was so good. That was one of the best uh, Miz and Morrison moments ever yes. that they did. So funny. Uh, yeah, really great entry on that. I thought about including that one on there, but I like um, like the R-Truth one and like some of the ones I mentioned before, like Deuce and Dominoes. It just it has a special place in my heart, and I couldn't I couldn't bear myself to do I, it. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Yeah. Uh, all right. My number four. Um, I'm gonna go with one here that may be in the same realm of you may judge me for adding this one onto my list a little bit, but I feel like also the connotation behind this theme makes it like a bad one. It's Billy and Chuck's tag team <laughs> theme. Oh, the, dude, you, you can't do that this month. You can't do that this month. So good to me. It's listen, but listen, <laughs> this is why I'm putting it here. I know. I understand. <laughs> because first of all, the song itself is so bad. It's just such a bad. It sounds like a really terrible, like 80s song that somebody repurposed for something. It's yeah, terrible. It's bad. Billy and Chuck were a tag team of quote unquote gay men, but that when they got to the wedding, they weren't gay at all. Like, yeah, we 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 went too far. We went too we far. We went way too far with that, right? And then from that point, the connotation of that theme became about that like i don't know if you yeah. remember it all but santina morella came out to that song did he really yes when he was saying when he was santina oh, he came oh, out yeah. to the billy and chuck theme yeah that song lasted a very long time because right. rico was using it he was their man billy and chuck's manager rico another used it individually very yeah, very, yeah. and he when he went to SmackDown in 04, him and Charlie Haas won the tag team titles and they won it with that theme. Mm-hmm. And I I I I feel like Charlie after Rico, like I think he got hurt, that Charlie might have still used that beyond that, but that song got a long, long mileage out of it. A lot of mileage out of it. It's so, it's so like, why did it get so much? And the connotation is just now these days, you just associate it with that gimmick and yeah. that like, we just shouldn't have watched, right? Like they just couldn't have touched it with a 10 foot pole. And Vince would do that over and over and over again. Uh so it's just it's just a bad thing, even though the it's like one of those ones that's so bad it's good. It's just bad. It's just bad overall. So Billy and Chuck's theme makes it onto this list. Very good. Very good. Thank you, sir. All right. Top three for the worst themes ever. Matt, Top, go ahead. All right. My uh, number three, this one broke my heart when I heard it. Broke my heart because his previous theme was great. And honestly, this song is a just a a, a re-edit or we'll call it a remaster um of his the one that made him famous. But dude, Zach Ryder for the longest time was my dude. Like was my guy. 
Woo, woo, woo. You know it. You know it. it. The the great, you know, great pacing, nice, like slow pacing. When he started entering like job, like jobber status, they made it like a fast rock version. Do you remember this at all? Did you remember this? Oh my God. Infuriating. I do. Okay. Again, not infuriating. I'm trying to not say the same thing over and over again, but it's like, dude, the other one was so perfectly paced. I still listen to it. You know, because my back. Hello. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I hear you. You're good. My my, my mic got unplugged for a second. This was, uh, you know, that was a great song, and then this one was just like, I feel like a when a lot of wrestlers debut, they have like these very generic rock songs, like very generic. Like again, John Cena's when his first debuted against Kurt Angle. And, and everybody has them. Every, like everybody usually really came through with them after in the 2000s. And Ryder, I, I think the only thing that kept Ryder's, you know, Ryder's, you know, words and, and, and I guess beats in the same way, you know, was that he was so established, but he just, he'd fallen off so bad. What a misuse of, of Zach. Right. He should have been, U.S. champion for a lot longer. He had one of my favorite storylines. That's another one we could do with storylines. But um, but one of my favorite storylines leading up to this U.S. title match with Dolph Ziggler, and yeah, it, it, when they by the time they finally got rid of him, he was just you know just that fast paced rock, and it's like this is so bad, so, so bad, ah, uh, so bad, hurts my soul. And- they misused him so gravely, and that always will kill me for the rest of my life. Yeah, yeah. Next thing that kills me is that I didn't go and see him. I had uh, obligations, but I, I really wish I could have snuck back. Me I would have paid. That's that's going to be a regret of mine for a while. Oh, no, he's, yeah. is he coming around somewhere. No, he's going to Excite, isn't he? I think it's Excite, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm good. All right, um... What do you got for number three? <laughs> I love you so much. <laughs> I love you too. Um, this one, it, my number three falls in the same category as the Billy and Chuck one did. It's another one that we just shouldn't have touched. To, shouldn't have did him, always did my man so dirty. This is the Kung Fu Naki theme. Like, man, we, first of all, Funaki was very loyal to the company, still is from what I understand. And he deserved way more than like some of the racist crap they gave him throughout his entire career. But then to hit the nail on the head and just call him Kung Funaki and do like an Asian gimmick where he's doing a, a karate-based thing, and then they're like, okay, Funaki's theme is Asian, but it's not stereotypical Asian enough, so let's let's pep it up a little bit more. It's just, it's effed up. It's just, I'm just going to call it what it is. It's a terrible theme. It's a terrible gimmick. They shouldn't have done him like that because he never deserved that ever, and Kung Funaki's theme is coming in at number three. <laughs> another one that was so bad it was it was good it's so bad it was good yeah. in my opinion i i don't remember if this made one of the albums or not but i like when i i, I met funaki 
I met Funaki. Oh, he did like a seminar many, like many years ago for uh, when I was working in Rochester. And I, just, I think like, I remember that. It was it was a good seminar. He did the he came out to the Kai and Tai theme, which is which is great. But, um, but yeah, man, he just the Kung Fu Naka thing is like he would. I could probably put an entry on here that songs that are rip off of mainstream songs would probably be like that. That could be its whole entry, and that you know mm-hmm. Kung Fu fighting, uh, the FBI doing the. You know, no sleep till Brooklyn, uh, you know, ripoff and and Tommy Dreamer's ripoff song and all the like I can go forever on all those. But I I agree that Kung Funaki was disappointing. It's like because you know it's not going anywhere. Not that Funaki was going anywhere where he was, you know, as SmackDown number one announcer, but uh it just yeah. Yeah, so good. It was, it was so, I see, like, I loved him being like, I loved him having that gimmick and doing stuff like that, but even winning the cruiserweight title when he won it from Spike Dudley, like that was a cool moment for him, but they, they just always did him so rough. I hated it. (laughs) Um, All right. We're up to our top two, Matt. I'm curious to hear these next two entries from. All right. These two are two of the best talents of all time. Some of the best professional wrestlers of all time. However, when you start messing around the theme music, it's, uh, it's, it, it's sad. It gets, it gets a little sad. All right. So my number two, I'm going to go with, uh, it's called veil of fire. And it's Kane, it's corporate Kane theme. Oh, yeah. With the screaming oh in the God. intro. That was a bad the, one. Ah, you know, it was just, and, and it just didn't hit. The best Kane theme was the Finger 11 one. Yes, 100%. And he had that for a long, long time. Kane, you know, Kane's, I mean, it was cool because it was always just like a variant of the original song. But I just I hated that we went to the fast paced rock. And I get it. He needed a change, but he could have made it better. And I just this one was just really bad. Like, oh, I'm gonna put the mascot back on and I'm gonna be, you know, corporate cane and all this stuff. It was just it was unfortunate. Uh and this is disappointing because Kane was one of my favorite wrestlers growing up. The corporate cane stuff, we knew he was getting older, that he wasn't gonna be able to, you know, couldn't wrestle full time schedule. He's he's going off into politics, obviously. He's going to be kind of stepping away, but um, this theme did him like it, it was kind of it was kind of insulting in a way, kind of insulting in a way. And uh, yeah, I have to put Corporate Kane's vial, Veil of Fire uh, in at my number two. Yeah, that's that's a really good entry. And I totally that fell off my radar for this one uh, big time. And I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe it's because this one, this next one has such a pocket like place in my heart that I felt like I needed to put on here, but I totally disregarded that. Oh, that was a really good entry. That was the first one I thought of when you brought this up. First one I thought of. First song, that's I was a, like, this is going on the list. That's a very good one for it. Um, <laughs> So 
my number two, the the title of this theme is Dangerous Politics, which I do not understand why it is called that for whatever reason. Because those words are never uttered in this theme ever, ever. There is one word that is uttered over and over again in this song. And it's kind of broken up in different sections, but it goes a little something like this, where it's Heiden, Heidenreich, Heidenreich. Reich. There you go. I love it. I love this song so much. I think I think that the actual like track behind it with Instrumental, like the guitars yeah. and like I think if you had just left it as an instrumental and put him out to that, it would have done so much more for him. Yeah. You leave him saying his stupid ass name off of that track. Like, why did they had such a good reference track with that? They didn't need to do anything with that. That gimmick was so stupid all in its own because they could have made him so legitimately good and such a legitimate powerhouse with how they had him destroying people when they first introduced him. And then he read his first poem and he was dead in the water. And that theme and that combined with like that stupid like and then when he became a joke like that, him saying his name in the theme became even stupider. Like, why did why? Why did we do this? Why did we do this? If like I said, if you would just leave the reference track alone, it would have been fine. Yeah. In fact, when they when they teamed it with him with Animal, they used the Road Warriors theme for them. They because did because they didn't want to use his stupid theme song for their tag team anymore. They needed to like <laughs> phase it out somehow. So, yeah, it was just bad gimmick all in all. But that that addition to that song, but I think that's my biggest problem with it. You ruined something that could have been really good could you imagine if like they gave like luther reigns that song instead of the stupid song luther reigns had yeah and like luther could have walked out to that he was a terrible wrestler so maybe that's not a good example but like <laughs> maybe mark jindrak mark jindrak's a much better example where he was actually like super talented and like if you would have put him out as like a monster like really beef someone up that fit that gimmick that it worked for just held it and didn't put that stupid Heidenreich reference track. It's 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 just I don't know. It pisses me off. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, it. I I get the the annoyance of it because we're like, hey, just repeats his name over and over again. I like I like the instrumental and that does it for me. Um, this is what I listened to a lot, uh, quite a bit. You know, when the the it was, it was reckless intent was the album. It came out in 04, 05, something like that. I actually listened to this one quite a bit. But I understand. I, I, yeah, I asked for it for Christmas, and I uh, I got it that year. My one of my favorite themes of all time is on that one, which is waterproof blondes versus yes. Christmas theme. Yes, yeah, I I love every single entrance theme that Christians had. Yeah, I could I could probably. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a story for another time. But yeah, yeah I, story of the year did a great justice to the cover they did. But man, that waterproof that that uncut version, yeah, 
with the like synth of the beginning that starts out really slow is such a good like just song in general it's a really really good song christian had a really great aura about him at that time too like he was just finally breaking out on his own i i i hated when that he left i was happy that he did but when man when he like i felt like any momentum he was trying to get like they just kept pulling him and pulling him but i love the jacket i used to call myself captain charisma in school I, there was just so much that went, went with that. And Christian is like, it, Christian's a favorite, like a, a top five favorite for me all time. Cause that's that whole era. I, I, I wish I could find, I, I don't have it anymore, but I wish I had my captain charisma t-shirt. I wish I still had it. Cause I bought it because that song was everything, mm. everything. Yeah. He's, he's so underrated. I love yes. him. Uh, all right. We are up to our number one on worst themes of all time and i'm so excited to hear what yours is so matt lead us off with your number one what lead us off with your number one what i said lead us off with your number one what okay (laughs) all right so hear me out i'm not talking about the original stone cold steve austin theme glass shatters not talking about that one at all i am not talking about the disturbed version either the disturbed version is really really cool there's one that i despise more than anything all right any entrance theme that was listed today this is my most hated entrance theme because it was just so disappointing it's glad it's it's called uh it's called venom that's the name of the song it's uh it's it does the glass shatters and like it's a very quick paced guitar riff. And it, I don't think it lasted very long. And I, it was like, as a, I would call it his Alliance theme. Cause I don't think you ever heard it really much after that, but this, this would probably be the worst one. Probably be the worst one in my opinion. Um, Cause that stone cold theme was so iconic. And I know they were trying to get him really to be a heel. They're trying to get it to be a bad guy, but. It just, this is like what the Zack Ryder theme was, where they like, they did that quick paced guitar riff, and it just, it doesn't stand out because it, it, it just, it, you can't appreciate it. All right. Stone Cold should have had, no matter face, heel, doesn't matter that his original Glass Shatters or that Disturbed theme should have been it. And that should have been the de facto like song. You can't change that. Even when Shawn Michaels was a heel, yeah, he, he had DX, which was iconic too, but. Uh, but, but, you know, sexy boy was still his theme. Right. Um, and trying to think of some of the other heels that, 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 and if they did change, they became iconic. Like they were actually really well done, well thought out songs. I'm trying to think of some other Brock never changed his theme song. It never, it was always perfect. Yeah. After it became what it was, face or heel never changed. Kurt Angle, face or heel really didn't change. They might have added a little bit extra to the intro, but yeah, dude, why, why, why? So bad, so bad. So uh, Stone Cold, Steve Austin, and it's called Venom. I looked it up. Um, It's just, it's did not like it at all. Not yeah. a great time for Stone Cold. Um, probably a lot where a lot of his creative frustration came started to stem from, but that's what my number one. Yeah, it was really awful. I always had a preference to his disturbed glass shatters theme because 
they have what <laughs> I always call it the Batman Beyond guitar. I don't know how else to reference it. There's a guitar that has a certain wow that you always heard in Batman Beyond that they use in that song that I always, I loved hearing that specifically with it. Um, but yeah, why would they ever change it? That was such a, a downgrade from it. Yeah. So awful. It was like the last theme The Rock had before he left, where like, remember how when he in Here Comes the Pain, he has that really long like Hollywood intro before like th that specific theme he was coming out to was like that was weird. They both had really weird things going on. Yeah. So unfortunate. Just so unfortunate. <clears throat> but yeah. Yeah, I, I had to because he's the best. He's the probably the he's easily the best wrestler on this list, uh, best pro wrestler, best you know biggest name draw on this list, and it's just very forgettable time period. I think yeah. I got one of the wrestling games around that time. Like, where's the glass? I think it might have been just bring it. I'm like, yeah, where's the original theme? Like, this is crap. He is so yeah, bad. It's all bad. <sighs> Um, any honorable mentions you want to throw on before we wrap up and I do my number one? It's hard to, you know, like there's a lot of like, like very forgettable ones in like the mid 90s, the goon, Abe Knuckleball Schwartz, Bastion Booger that are pretty bad. Um, Mordecai had a bad one uh, that I didn't care for. Isaac Yankums was really terrible. It was He's, just dentist noises. Yeah. I think IRS had a like a typewriter thing too before he did the million dollar man thing. I, IRS had one. I always hated the King Booker one when he came out to that stupid music and they changed his Can You Dig It Sucker to his like oh, royal gimmick. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, a really bad one. That was too. bad. M&M's was really terrible, but it worked with their gimmick. And that's why I didn't put it on there. Cause like they were like an annoying, like, Oh yeah. Like showboaty type of thing. But when uh, Johnny was just walking out to it, it's uh, it didn't do him justice. And I was it, so he happy. He felt like a jobber. It. He felt like a jobber when he was coming out to that song. It felt so generic. Um, what else? I had a I had a couple I was thinking of too. The Mounties, but you gotta like it's such a traditionally bad one that you just gotta accept that it's gonna be kind of crappy to move forward. <laughs> um, I don't know. There were there were some that just missed the market entirely that I'm not even thinking of right now. Um, but my number one is just I I don't know why the hell it was even written, but it's Brie mode, Brie Bella's team for me. This piece of shit song. How do you not hate it from the minute you hear it? The second, the second you're in, you're done. That's it. Brie mode. Out. I can't stand the Bella Twins. I'm. <laughs> I almost put them like I legit like they are some of the worst wrestlers of all time. In my opinion, when they speak about being like wrestling, like legends, like I hear them talk over where they're like, we're disrespected. And I'm like, shut up. The only reason why you had a job is because 
Y'all dated Daniel Bryan and and John Cena, respectively. Your stepdad or father, no, stepdad was John Laurinaitis. All right. It's just, just stop. You were, you literally got by not on talent, but being attractive and like good for you, but like get the fuck out of a wrestling ring. Like, I'm sorry. It, it just infuriated me that like people work all their lives to get to the top of WWE. They work their ass off. And then just because you were blessed with good genetics, you made it to the top. And maybe that's me being a hater. I'm totally just taking over your number one, by the way. No, but I, I, Matt, I really had like nothing else to say about that other than like the fact that it's, it's so bad. It, they're, like you said, I'm entirely with, you with their status in the company i don't think they're legends i don't think that they should be considered up there i think the fact that i think the era they were in they just stood out because they were a little less crappy than a lot of the or being utilized a little less crappy than everybody else i shouldn't even say that because you had People like Natalia and, uh, you know, Beth Phoenix, uh, Beth Phoenix and uh, Michelle McCool, who were working in that era and and just not getting good work within that. Um, But like, man, they're they're just they're bad. Nikki's biggest moment was a shoot and it turned out to be more of a gimmick than anybody else planned and any bigger gimmick than anything they did in wrestling like shit. It, it it was it was bad. It was like it, it it was all just terrible. And I think that theme is just a culmination of exactly how bad. Maybe it does go perfectly well with them because it it just it defines. It's an immediate just boom gone turned off, turned off. Yeah, they, there's not one thing that they did that I was like, wow, this is great. This is great. Awful. So good. Awful. Yeah. This is this is. That is the Bella, the Bellas for me. They're, they were just like, it was like the Kardashians just got a job in wrestling. Like they had the, the, the total Bellas. Everyone's like, oh my God, the Bellas. Oh, yes. You just, oh my God. It's so good. No, it's not. Just it's stop. Not. Please, Please stop. stop. And then they had the sister feud. I wish you were never born. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I was thinking about that too. I wish you died in a womb or whatever the hell yeah. she said to her. It was so bad. So I, bad. I have my one of my favorite videos. I know we're again going off on a tangent here, but um I listen to Jim Cornette's podcast all the time. I think this history stuff and some of his take some of his takes are a little rough, but a lot of them is pretty good. He covered something from WrestleMania weekend last year. It was the Hall of Fame ceremony when Vader got inducted. And they listened to a clip of one of the Bellas. I'm not sure which one it was, but they posted it on social media about how they, they love the Hall of Fame because they're um, they were excited that, you know, they get to meet all the legends and, and they get to hear the stories. And she was referencing that somebody asked her about what Vader getting inducted to the Hall of Fame was, uh, you know, what it meant. And she said that in response to that, oh, you get to hear them come back and hear, hear their stories. She didn't know that he was dead. <laughs> she didn't know that Vader was dead going into the Hall of Fame. I'm going to send you this clip and 
you've heard Jim Cornette's voice before. It is one of the funniest reactions I have ever heard of my life. Like I'm telling you, this is it's it's gold. But just the self awareness. People make mistakes, whatever. But the self awareness, Sarah, for the Bellas, whichever one it was, was just at at zero. Oh my god! At Awful. zero. Awful. I hate it. Um, this was such a fun list. I I feel like we got some really, really good wrestling coverage and you're 100% right. We need to throw more of these into the rotation because these really are fun to really dive into. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's something that you and I, you know, we share a, uh, I, I would say a deep passion about it, at least me, you know, it was some of the older stuff, but you know, it's something that we have like a commonality with, right. We could talk about that's something you and I could talk about. No problem at all so yeah i wouldn't mind throwing more of these in and uh there's a lot a lot a lot more to cover so um, yeah yeah so great choice on the list my dude when you messaged me yesterday about i was like yes yes, yeah i'm all for this this was definitely a good one to cover um speaking of great topics you have a great topic for next week and i can't wait to dive in on this list if you want to introduce yours for the next episode don't mind if i do so um we ha- I, I was discussing doing one this week. The timing doesn't work out. We're going to try and get it done appropriately before the 4th of July, the week, the Friday before the 4th of July. Uh, so that'll come in a couple weeks as long as we get everything inked out um, with our good pal Brian. But next week, we will be doing our favorite color combinations list. And it's going to be uh, one of my favorite ways to go about doing these lists is listception, the list within the list. So, we're going to pick our favorite color combinations and we have to give um, well, it depends on the color. If, if we like a certain color combination, we got to have at least three things we like with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At I least, agree. Maybe um, at least a couple, at least we usually do three, three mini ones. So our favorite color combinations and three things that we like with said color combination. So yeah. um, we've never, I don't think we've, we've done, it's been a little while since we've done something like this. Uh, but color combination is a fun thing. We we look at it; it's it's reflective everywhere, right? Uh, you know, and just apparel, uh, design, art. Uh, you know, and just just so much more, and in uh, colors everywhere. So, um, so yeah, that's what we'll be doing next week. Yeah, I can't wait for that. That's going to be a great time. Um, to everybody out there, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Uh, as we covered at the beginning of the show, I absolutely love doing this. And it, it's really great to sit down once a week and get to just kind of, you know, shoot the shit with one of my uh, one of my better two best friends at this point, I would say. Uh, <laughs> I appreciate but, that. Yeah, of course. But um, yeah, I can't wait to dive into next week. Uh, tune in to uh, our show for more episodes and more uh, content from our network at BICVP-radio.com. And from Matt and myself, do you even list?